so good uh, just to be together on this Easter Sunday and to celebrate all that God is doing uh, in us and through us. And um, yeah, it's great to have you. It's really good that you're here. In 2017, at the NAACP Awards, Denzel Washington picked up the Outstanding Actor Award for his role in Fences. And in his acceptance speech, he looked out and he said, I want to thank and commend the playwrights of the 20th century. And then he went on to speak to the younger generation. And he said to them, he said, the key is consistency. Keep going. If you're not consistent, you won't finish. And he went on to say, he went on to say, it's not easy. If it was easy, there'd be no Denzel Washington. <laughs> so keep working. Keep striving. Never give up. He went on, <laughs> he went on, it's all gone very serious in the room now. He went on to say, fall down seven times. Get up eight. Keep moving. Keep growing. Keep learning. See you at work. And he dropped the mic and he left the stage. No, he didn't, but he should have done. Because it was a great speech. It's a great speech, right? I want to pick up on that phrase this morning. The phrase, fall down seven times, get up eight. It's a Japanese proverb, apparently, but I've also seen it in the Bible, in Proverbs 24. It says, for though the righteous fall seven times, they will rise again. But the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. Denzel Washington, the Japanese, the Bible, speaking of a similar principle in some ways. But if you work hard, if you do the right things, if you keep going for long enough, you'll be okay, right? You'll be okay. If you do the good stuff, you'll be okay. And I want to sum it up with another phrase, which is my title, if you like, for today. The phrase that you can't keep a good man down. Now, when I say good man, I mean all people, okay? But if I said you can't keep all people down, whether they're male or female, young or old, it doesn't really have the same ring to it, all right? So you can't keep a good man down. And I want to explore this phrase, and as I explore it, we're going to look at who is the greatest man? How do we stay up, as it were, just like AFC Bournemouth, how do they stay up? That's another good question. <laughs> and I'm going to give you some helps, and I'm going to give you ultimately an opportunity to trust in the ultimate one that stayed up and went up and is up. And in many ways, most of us would agree with this statement. It's mostly true that you can't keep a good man down. But is it always true? I have questions. 
You might have questions too. These are good alpha questions. Sometimes it feels like the, the bad people seem to, to do well, doesn't it? Who are the wicked, if you like, and who are the righteous? How good do you have to be? How good is good enough? And even if we are good enough, how good do we have to be to reach God's perfect standard? And even if we do reach that standard, what about death? See, death takes us all down, doesn't it? 100% we're going to die. One in one of us is going to die. And as I started exploring this, I found a film. It's called The Countdown in 2019, I think it came out. It's a supernatural horror. I haven't watched it. Um, But it's about this person, and the tagline is death, there's an app for that. And you can go on the app, the death app, and you can calculate your day of death. Yeah, I'm not recommending it, by the way. (laughs) And in the film, this girl downloads the app and she opens the app and it says she's going to die in two days. And guess what happens? She dies in two days. And then there's this whole sequence of events to try to understand who's behind death this way and how do they get free of it. What I did decide to do is to predict my own death. All right, and here up on the screen, I didn't go on the app, I went to another website, all right? It's called The Death Clock and uh, put in a few details about who you are and then it tells you, me, that I'm going to live till I'm 89. Fantastic. Happy days. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And then on the website, there was some merchandise. Can you believe it? There was merch for the death clock. It said, for like $25, I could buy a comfort T-shirt with this on it. (laughs) I'm not sure I'm going to find a comfort in that T-shirt, if I'm honest. So is the... Is this the case for all men? I want to look at Jesus. You see, he was the ultimate good man. Right? Even if you don't believe in him, you would probably say that if, you, if, if he existed, then he was a good man, right? What you've heard about him and the things he done or did, he's a good man. Most of us would agree with that. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, it says that Jesus, anointed by the power of the Spirit, He went around doing good. There you go. Healing all who were under the power of the evil one. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law of that day, they wanted Jesus down. Why? Jesus proclaimed a kingdom. He proclaimed a kingdom, one of forgiveness for the broken, a kingdom of sight for the blind, and a kingdom of freedom for those that are bound. So it's great for those people. If you're blind and you're broken and you're bound and you recognize your fallenness before God and you know that you're in sin, therefore, but what about those building their own kingdom? What about those who want to be the Lord of their own lives? who are building their own empire and their own 
reign. To them, he was a threat. There's a passage in the gospel of, in the book of Acts in the Bible where we hear Peter summing this up really well in a paragraph. Peter was also in the spirit. It was after the resurrection. Jesus had died and uh, he had risen, risen again and uh, the disciples had been in, in, encouraged to wait for a power that would come on high, from on high, to anoint them. And then this power comes at Pentecost and uh, we read uh, in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 22, the, the words will come up on the, the, the screen here. It says, fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him. As you yourselves know, they would have seen it. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death. Here's our key verse for today. Because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. My paraphrase of this, right? As Peter was speaking to his fellow Israelites, my paraphrase, right? God did amazing things. He was a good man. You killed him. <laughs> it's pretty harsh. But it was all part of God's bigger plan. You see, he had to die. He had to die so that the world could be saved. He was the only one, the perfect man. There was no sin or wrongdoing or any ungood in him. And his sacrifice upon the cross paid the price for our death. And he took that death in place of us so that we could know forgiveness. And then that amazing verse in verse 24, after he had done that, he rose from the dead because it was impossible. It was not possible for him to stay dead. It was not possible for him to be held by death. All good men and women, no matter how good you are, we ultimately will be taken down. But there's something different about Jesus. He wasn't just a good man, though he was the best good man. He was the God-man, the Son of God, God in flesh, come to earth. And nothing, not even death, can keep the God-man down. You can't keep the God, good man down. Death could not hold him. The tomb could not contain him. The grave, the sin of the grave and the, the boast of uh, death was beaten. He silenced those boasts. As we've already heard this morning, death had lost its sting. 
at that moment of resurrection, death was swallowed up in victory. And because he is living, he now cannot die again. When they went looking for him at the tomb, he was not there. He had risen. Amen? Amen. Oh, they did all that they could to ensure that he would stay down. They gave him a brutal death upon the cross. They put a spear in his side just to make sure that he was actually dead. And then they stuck him in a tomb and rolled a great big stone in front of it. And then they sealed the stone from the outside and then they placed a guard in front of it. Oh yeah, they did all that they could to keep him down. But guess what? You can't keep the God man down. Jesus had beaten the final enemy, that is death. And as a result, this is the why of Easter for you. If you didn't know it, there is hope for us all. There is hope for all of us, every man, woman, and child. In 1 Corinthians 15, 22, let's read it. It says, but Christ has indeed been risen from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, we are all born into Adam and our destiny is death. In Christ, all will be made alive. That's the truth. That's the good news of Easter and it's the good news of the Bible. There is no other way, friends, to live forever. Outside of Christ, it's death now and death forever. But in Christ, it is life. It is freedom. It is true identity, as we've heard this morning. It is true purpose. And there is hope for life beyond the grave. As Peter was speaking to them in uh, that passage that we read in Acts 22, he says many other things. And then uh, towards the end of the passage, if I can find it again, he says, the people that he was speaking to, they say to him, they were convicted, essentially. The Holy Spirit was working in their lives and they were convicted of how they had ignored Jesus. And how, to some extent, their sin had killed him, had put Jesus on the cross. They had contributed to that. And if he was the Messiah in whom eternal life can be found and hope after death is possible, they then asked Peter a question. They said, what must we do to be saved. How can we believe? And Peter says, he says this, he says, repent and be baptized 
for the forgiveness of your sins. You know, on that day, back then, many people were saved. Many people repented for the forgiveness of their sins. Many people at that day had a new name written in glory. Many people on that day, the death countdown stopped. And the life count up began. New life in Jesus Christ. The countdown to death finishes. Yes, we all die, but we start on that day, the new birthday of counting our days towards eternity forever with Jesus. Some of you may want to stop the clock this morning. And in just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. You see, just as Christ was raised, so he will return again. On that final day, this God-man that no one can keep down, he will come down again voluntarily for those that have trusted in him. The proverb we spoke about right at the beginning rings true. The wicked will fall. It will be their ultimate calamity. But the righteous, those who have trusted in Jesus, those who have recognized that they'll never be good enough by the things that they do, have realized that Jesus was good enough, that his life was perfect, and him in his death enables us to have his righteousness to ourselves. So that Jesus, God the Father, sees us as pure like Jesus. It's a trade. And it's the most wonderful trade in the world. It's not by doing the right things. It's by the gift of Jesus Christ. The grace of Jesus Christ that we find eternal life. How do how do we be good enough? By accepting Jesus. His life was good enough. And on that day, when he returns, there will be nothing to keep you and I because the good in Christ will raise with him forever in glory, worshiping him in eternity. Amen? I wonder if the band can come and join me this morning. Why don't we stand just as we respond to this? We've witnessed many people in recent days 
seeing their lives transformed as they have put this, their trust in the God-man, the one who can't be held down. They've demonstrated that this morning through baptism, a picture of this sense that they go down, yes, they die to their old life, but they are raised up in Christ. That's why we didn't hold them down too long. Maybe you're here this morning and you've seen and you've heard. Maybe the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit has been working in your life, even this morning, to the point where you want to stop the clock. Because the good news is that today your name can be written in glory as you repent of your sin, ask for forgiveness and give your life to Jesus. You can start your clock in the countdown to life in Christ. Life here now and life forever with Jesus. And I've got a prayer just up on the screen here because it's as simple as that, to repent and be baptised. And so today, you might want to give your life to Jesus in this way. And maybe just as the band play quietly for us, maybe the keyboard can just play. In this moment, let's close our eyes, let's reflect on what we've heard and seen. And if this is the moment for you, maybe you've never prayed this prayer, and yet today you know in your heart that this is your day to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. He will never fail you. He will never let you down. He will give you life to the full now and life forever, living on after death. So go ahead. <laughs> Pray the prayer. Maybe you've prayed this prayer a while back and yet life has got in the way and if you're honest, you've ignored God again and you too need to come back to him in that sense, in repentance and faith. I invite you, why don't you pray the prayer? Jesus died for you to forgive you of your sin and to bring you into new life in him. Thank you, Jesus. For those of you who prayed that prayer, we'd love to help you this morning. We'd love to give you just a, a gospel, a little bit of the Bible that you can read. And we'd love to know who you are so that we can talk to you about what you've done and how you can continue to grow in Jesus as a follower of him. 
And so if you pray that prayer just for the first time, the first time in this room today, would you just do something brave and lift up your hand? Thank you. Thank you, thank you. There's a number of hands. Well done. Praise Jesus Christ. He is worthy. Wonderful. Guys, I'm going to ask you to do something even braver now, okay? Because in order to receive that book and for us to talk to you, when we're going to sing in a moment, as we start to sing, I want you to come to the baptism pool, all right? We're not going to dunk you today, all right? Don't worry. If you didn't bring your swimmers, it's all right. But we would love to talk to you. And we'd love to pray with you as you start your clock to journey of following Jesus for the rest of your life. We're going to sing. We're going to sing a final song of celebration. We can celebrate because Jesus is still bringing people to himself today. And if that's you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, and if you genuinely came back to Jesus today, then why don't you too come? We'd love to pray with you too. So if that's you, why don't you start walking? I know it's brave. You're doing a brave thing by following Jesus. But if you start walking, we're going to sing. Thank you.